I'm gonna I'm gonna write something up and see if LeBron's a goat. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and say LeBron's a goat. It's a, that's my hypothesis. LeBron Make is the a goat. Make the case. No, no, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a side. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like that. I like that. Idea. <laughs> that's my hypothesis. <laughs> Alright, g'day, welcome to Stat Stuffers. So, I am joined by my co-host Dylan, as always. What a do, guys. So, a bit out of it, a bit out of it. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been working very hard on this thing uh, for a while. Um, so yeah, uh, after our Game 6 recap uh, last week, I believe it was, I said, or during our Game 6 recap, I said uh, that I would make a case as to why LeBron is the GOAT. As in, I would do kind of a study. And I put I put a clip of me saying that at the start of this episode. So what I said there applies. So basically, I did a bit of a study to figure out if LeBron has overtaken MJ as the GOAT. So Dylan's here for the ride. He hasn't heard or read any of this, anything I've written. Uh, so <laughs> just yeah, no, I'm, I'm, al- I'm along to listen to the cases firsthand and, and just sort of challenge what Rebeza's has got here but I'm sure it's airtight whatever he's got yeah <laughs> so all right when I said that I was a little bit like anxious because I didn't know what I was gonna do um but I was walking to IGA just to buy some milk and it hit me it hit me on my way there and I was like bro I gotta get back as soon as possible to start writing this um the magical IGA stroll <laughs> yeah <laughs> perfect so as all good we- thoughts come so the question is, how do we figure out whether or not LeBron is the GOAT? Well, we need to figure out kind of what we know so far and what information we can use to figure it out. So we know, first and foremost, we know that once MJ retired, he was widely considered the GOAT. So if we can figure out why he was considered the GOAT when he retired, we can use the same reasoning to figure out whether LeBron is better than MJ. So think about this kind of, instead of me creating an entire new field of study, I'm taking a theory that's kind of already in existence making it more concrete, and then applying it here. So we're taking the MJ theory of goatness at his retirement and applying that to LeBron and seeing if he fits the criteria, or exceeds the criteria. Yeah. Exceeds the criteria. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So obviously there's other ways to go about this. You could just go about creating an entirely new kind of theory, entirely new field of study on this, which is perfectly fine. I didn't know how I would do that, so I decided to stick with this. Um so, how do we figure out why MJ was widely considered the GOAT? Well, MJ became the GOAT, you know, either during or after his career. Probably, I don't know, where, where would you say MJ became the GOAT? Was it after his Bulls days, or was it when he fully retired with the Wizards? From, well, it it definitely wasn't the Wizards. From what <laughs> I've heard the question, I think it was during his Bulls days. I think, okay, even after... while, I think even while he was still playing, a lot of people considered him the GOAT. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that in some of the older, you know, analysis from people who were around at the time. Um, <clears throat> consider that even while he was playing, MJ was the GOAT. But okay. certainly certainly after his Bulls days, definitely. So, I mean, and obviously the reason we could, the reason this is important is if we figure out who MJ usurped, because, you know, obviously there was a GOAT before him. Even if they didn't use the terminology, someone was the greatest player of all time before him. If we can figure out who that is, and maybe who was the GOAT before him, and maybe who was the GOAT before him, we can see if there's a common thread between all these guys. 
and see what kind of criteria we're basing things on. Okay, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see what you've got from before pre-MJ, because I don't think we get a lot of pre-MJ GOAT discussions. So I'm excited to hear this. So in order to figure out who was the GOAT before MJ, I decided to kind of look through and try to figure out, like, you know, just who was the best player, who was better than everyone else that ever came before him. And the way I decided to do that was I decided to look at a few top 10 lists from relatively reputable media sources. And the reason I chose, like, media sources as opposed to anything else was they're trying to get clicks. So for the most part, these media sources, they're going to try to put in popular opinions. So that's what I'm trying to base this off. It's like, what is popular fan consensus on this? So, you know, obviously they're going to go for a couple of controversial things in each of their lists. But I think the fact that I'm using six different lists kind of balances that out a little bit. And, you know, they're going to try to use popular picks for the most part. So we can kind of figure out if there's a common thread between these six lists. Yeah, and I think the controversy in those lists comes earlier in the list, around the, you know, the tens and nines is sort of where they like to make their crazy picks before they just yeah. sort of, it all, to me at least, it sort of seems like it all becomes uniform to, towards the top five at least. And it does. It really does. So the six lists I decided to use were uh, Bleacher Report, Slam Magazine, CBS Sports, Fox Sports, Clutch Points, and ESPN. And from this, I was able to determine that there were two goats before Michael Jordan, and they are Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and before him, Bill Russell. Okay. That that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> are these are these fairly recent, these these GOAT uh, rankings? These are all within... I think the oldest one was like 2013. But the thing is, since it's pre-MJ, it doesn't really matter. It's not like things would have changed in the last seven years when they've already been retired 30 years. Okay, so this is, this is less where LeBron... So, yeah, okay. This doesn't really no, relate LeBron, to... LeBron is not counted in this list, I should say that. So I'm okay, not... Yep. Le, LeBron was would have been in there i think maybe on a few of these lists definitely yeah yeah he was definitely up there but like we're not counting him for this uh we're trying to create our own metric by which okay yeah perfect so basically if we can figure out why mj was better than kareem and why kareem was then better than bill russell like why he took the title from bill russell we can apply that same theory but three data points still wasn't enough by liking i was hoping we'd have a few more so i decided to add in a few extra things so, in those same articles, I decided to take uh, average rankings. So, who had the top five average rankings? So, obviously, it was MJ first, Kareem second, Bill Russell third, um, in terms of average rankings. And then fourth was Magic Johnson. Fifth was Will Chamberlain. And I thought, just for the sake of a little bit of variety, sixth was actually Tim Duncan. So, I've included him as well. Um, okay. Yeah. And then... Again, six dollar points, not quite enough for me. I'm not sure how many I wanted, but I decided to throw in another five players because I this thought is it would stat be stuffers, fun. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be fun at least. Um, so I threw in Larry Bird, who was probably considered to be the greatest small forward of all time before LeBron came along. Um, Shaq, because he arguably had like the most dominant peak in NBA history. He was only a few years there, but he was arguably the most dominant player ever. So it felt like I should include him. Um, Carl Malone, because, you know, he's the second time, uh, second all-time leading scorer. Um, Kobe, mostly just because I was curious as to where he would kind of end up in this. And also, um, you know, he's, he's got some similarities to MJ, so we can kind of test the same kind of theory with Kobe a little bit. Um, and finally, I chose Oscar Robertson just because he appeared on most of these lists. He appeared fairly low. He was around like 9th, 10th in all these lists. I just wanted to have like an extra kind of player in there. 
Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm not sure if you, if how frequently he was on these lists, but Hakeem is another guy I see frequently down the bottom of these top ten lists. I was thinking Hakeem, but then it was also like I already have so many centers. There's no yeah, point. yeah. Fair um, Shaq, Bill Russell, Kareem, and Will all, all have them. So I didn't really feel the need for Hakeem, but. Okay, so now we're kind of getting to the point of this. So the point isn't to objectively tell whether LeBron is the GOAT. Obviously, there's, you know, there's no objective way to tell whether he's the GOAT. But using these 11 players, I designed a formula that essentially quantifies general fan consensus. So on whether a player is better than another. Um, at least when it comes to like these really, really high-level players. So if the formula that, that I designed shows LeBron is the GOAT, then that should be the consensus of the general fan base. It doesn't mean it is, but it should be. Like, if, if he isn't, then the fans are kind of... General fan base is then being inconsistent with their own beliefs. Essentially, I'm taking what fans think and putting numbers on it. <laughs> right. Okay. Cool. So, um, in order to... Te- but the reason we've got all these 11 plays is to kind of test whether this formula works. So, we, can know, the for- we know the formula works and test general fan consensus. If it shows that MJ... Not counting LeBron, it shows MJ as the GOAT, it shows Kareem and Bill Russell the second and third, and they're fairly close together in terms of our metric. Then it shows Magic, Wilt, and Tim Duncan as fourth, fifth, sixth, and they're all fairly close together. And then it shows those other guys also fairly close, but not like none of those guys are breaking to the top six. So none of the other five guys are breaking to the top six. And if that happens, if we can get our formula to show us all those results, then I'm satisfied that our formula works. Okay. All right, let's get into it. The formula. Okay, quick disclaimer uh, before I get to how I made the formula. I'm not a statistician. Um, I have a very, very small amount of re- uh, experience in research, academic research. Um, and not that this is actually very academic, but still, you know, it kind of applies. Basically, what I'm trying to say is the methodology isn't airtight, and I might point out a couple of problems with it here and there. I just don't, didn't know how to fix them, but I still thought it was interesting. That's the fun anyway, Remains. Yeah. That's the fun of it. <laughs> So I decided for the formula, the simplest way to do it would be through a total weighted uh, score, take into account their individual accolades. So I'm not necessarily looking at individual numbers as much. I'm not looking at like base counting stats so much. I'm looking more at accolades. So obviously not every accolade is worth the same. So if I could tinker with the weightings of accolades, so if I could make one accolade way, way more than another accolade in the methodology, that makes it a lot easier to get the formula working. So it's like, okay, it's slightly off. Let's tinker with these accolades a little bit so it'll work. So is there, with these accolades, I'm just looking at what you've got coming up here. Is that, How did you decide what was more valuable than another accolade? See, that's, that's one of the issues. It's not entirely airtight. I just felt like, look, uh, once it, I get these, to it. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Once you get to it. We'll wait till you get to it. Once I get to it, I'll justify kind of, well, everything I picked. So the accolades that I did pick were MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, All-NBA First, Second, Third Teams, All-Defensive First and Second Teams, Championships, Fighters MVPs, and All-Star Appearances. Uh, but in doing this, we run, into a, we, wanted, we run into one key problem in that players played for different amounts of times. Some played for 13 years, some played for 20 years. How do we fix that? Because, you know, obviously the ones who played for 20 years are probably going to rack up a few more accolades than the ones who played for 13. Um, so the way we fix that is we modify these accolades slightly and turn them into what I call accolade percentages. So that's essentially the number of accolades won for each accolade 
divided by the number of years a player played in the league. So if a guy had uh, won five MVPs in 10 years, he would have, have an accolade percentage for MVPs of 50%. And then we convert that to a decimal of 0.5. So it works in the score. So it's essentially so, it's essentially accolades won over time. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so I did that for all 11 players, which took a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so every one of them, every one of those awards I went through and got them all the accolade percentages. Thank you, Excel, for doing all the calculations for me um, automatically. <laughs> Shout out, Excel. So the next one, the next thing we needed to do was to multiply each of these accolade percentages or the decimals uh, by their weighting. So the weightings I have are MVP times 15, Defensive Player of the Year times 10, Finals MVP times 10, All-NBA First Team times 4, All-Defensive First Team times 3, all defense, all NBA second team, sorry, uh, times two and a half. A championship is times two. All NBA third team is times one and a half. Uh, all defensive second team was one and a half. And an all star, no multiplier. It's just an all star. So, right. <clears throat> as for why I went with the weightings, I kind of did a a. I just kind of tinkered with them so that it would give me the formula that I wanted. So like it, the formula would work. But I think it's fair to say that MVPs are very much you know, the, the most valuable accolade. So that's why they're times 15. So, you know, like only one guy in the league could win an MVP. So I was like, okay, times 15. I was got. I originally had times 20, but that was too much. Um, yep. So I, I brought it down a little bit. Defensive player of the year, again, only one guy can win it. It doesn't necessarily mean that the best player in the league though, but it does help in that kind of case. Um, Finals MVP and championships. So championships are only times two, but that's because... Essentially, if you don't win Finals MVP with your championship, how can we say you're the GOAT if you weren't even the best player on your own team when you won a title? Right, okay, that makes sense, yep. And that's why Finals MVP... Yeah, I was just looking at... I was just looking at how championship is ranked here below some of these all-defensive teams. And and initially, yeah, that did make sense to me, but yeah, accompanying it with Finals MVP definitely gives it more GOAT weight, so yeah. Yeah, so Finals MVP was times 10 and Championship was times 2. So if you win a Championship and Finals MVP, it's times 20, essentially. So I, yep. I think that balances it out. Um, all NBA for the rest of these were fairly kind of just... I threw the numbers and I ticked it a little <laughs> bit as I was going. So all NBA first times 4, defensive first times 3, all NBA second times 2.5, all NBA third 1.5, all defensive second 1.5, and All-Star was just my baseline. So I didn't put a more more of that. Any, so- any questions on that um i slightly question dpoy value over something like finals mvp too high oh it's the same i would i would think yeah so i would i would put finals mvp i mean just looking at how you've got it maybe like a 12 and a half but i'm not sure how that messes with championships or when a company would championship because all these (laughs) guys that you've got here would be finals mvp on a championship team most of the time. Yeah. The, th- the thing is, of the 11 guys I did, MJ is the only one to have won a Defensive Player of the Year award. Like, of all 11, MJ is the only one. So it didn't really matter what I did with Defensive Player of the Year. I could have made it a lot lower if I wanted to. Right. Um, and I still can't. It, it won't mess with his score too much because it's not really effective his score all that much because he, like I said, he only won one finals MVP in, well, like uh, 15 years. So, yeah. you know, 
it's not doing sorry uh, defensive player of the year in 15 years not finals MVP um yeah so yeah I I can lower it it but it doesn't really change the results all that much it changes them in a little bit it does a little bit okay um, I would say towards the bottom of the list like some guys that you've left out um maybe that affects their rankings but not sort of goat goat talk yeah like I'm saying like this this is very much just for the top top yep. guys in the league like if you if you were to throw you know, a, a young guy in the league today, he'd have a very, very low score, like a score of like one or two, like if yep. he's if he's been a couple All-Stars versus what we'll get to being much, much higher. Uh, so the original idea, so, sorry, did you have any other questions on that, on on those? No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, Ramez, go ahead. Okay, so the original idea was just to add up each accolade score, but I noticed I wasn't quite getting the results I wanted to, so I ticked around with the multipliers a bit, but when I... Th- was pretty happy with them. I realized I needed to add another category uh, on top of all these just accolade awards, or on top of all the accolade uh, scores. So, obviously, I'm adjusting for accolades over time, but the GOAT does take into account longevity. You know, winning five winning five MVPs, but you only played five years in the league, you're probably not going to be the GOAT if you only played for five years. Um, so, I decided to throw in all-time uh, counting stats. So if you were in the top five all time for points, rebounds, or assists, you would receive three bonus points. Top 10, two bonus points. Top 25, one bonus point. Obviously, there's no steals or blocks because they weren't recorded for all of these guys uh, that I was looking at. Um, any questions on that? No, I think I, I think that's actually a good way of, uh, of, of accounting for longevity. Um, something that I didn't even think of really. It was longevity for go talk, even though it's sort of brought up a lot. But um, no, it's good. see. This is why this is why you're the stat stuffer, amazing. <laughs> the stat stuffer. All right. So after doing that, the results were almost right, but not quite. But they weren't quite there. So then I actually thought about something that you said to me uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that was the fact that the NBA doesn't count before the year 1980. Um, Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I realized I needed to adjust for error. So what I decided to do was uh, if a player played a large majority of their career, so I didn't have like a specific definition of this, but you kind of know guys, just like 60s guys, 70s guys sort of thing. Uh, so their final score will be multiplied by 0.85. So it will be reduced by 15%. Um, and if they played most of their career before 1980, their score would be multiplied by 0.95 or reduced by 5%. That's probably the biggest downfall of this measurement is because I have no idea how to adjust for error. I just kind of picked random numbers. They were. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a bad, not a bad uh, uh, reduction. Fifteen, I think. There's a fair. I mean, I could get I could get torn apart for this by a lot of people. <laughs> I'm really sort of pre. I said I said eighty. Which I think is a, a fine year because that's when Magic and Larry came into the league, but also Kareem's a lot of Kareem's work was pre pre eighty. Yeah, um, so Kareem uh, was reduced by five percent. Yeah. Okay, so you counted him majority eighties, did you? Majority seventies. Seventies. Oh, pre seventies was fifteen percent. Pre seventies was fifteen percent. Okay, was five percent. Okay, that's not so bad then. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean. I, I had no idea how to adjust for error, pick random numbers. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. It made the formula work, though, and that's what I was looking for. That's what I wanted. Okay. So as long as the formula 
gives me the results I'm looking for, I'm happy to say that it worked. So with all that, take into account. So each of our individual, so let me go through the formula uh, in total. Uh, each of our, uh, each of the accolades won divided by the amount of pl- times, so divided by the amount of years a player was in the league, multiplied by each individual multiplier, that gives us our accolade score. So our accolade scores are all individually added up. Then we're adding the bonus points for all-time ranking. So top five, top 10, top 25 in points, rebounds, assists. And then we're adjusting for error if need be. So obviously no adjustment for error for anyone. Basically from Larry Bird onwards, there's no adjustment for error. I, I think it's pretty fair um, across the board yep. there. Um, yep. So all that gives us our final score, which I call the GOAT score. And here's what we've ended up with. Um, so at number one, the GOAT, Michael Jordan with a GOAT score of 19.03. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has a GOAT score of 16.03. Bill Russell has a GOAT score of 15.23. That's exactly what I was looking for from the start. I wanted MJ first, Kareem second, Bill Russell third. And I wanted the gap between Kareem and Bill Russell to be fairly small. It's not like ridiculously small, but it's it's small enough to say that it's it's fine by me. You could see an argument as to why Bill Russell is still better. Yeah. Um, then... We wanted a bit of a drop-off from Bill Russell to Magic Johnson, which we got, because Magic Johnson's score is 12.68, Will Chamberlain is at 12.05, and Tim Duncan is at 11.95. Very, very small difference between the two of them. But yeah, again, exactly what I wanted. I wanted those three guys to have similar scores and for there to be a bit of a gap from Bill Russell to Magic. Um, no, it's all looking yeah, it's all looking good so far, base. Yeah, from there... Uh, our five bonus guys, we had Carmelo at 10.53, Kobe at 10.33, Larry Burt at 9.69, Shaq at 9.08, and Oscar Robertson at 6.8. So obviously Shaq is the only result that I'm not happy with, and I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> so obviously that's a bit low for Shaq, but I think part of the issue is this formula really takes into account a long-term peak, whereas Shaq's peak wasn't was very, very high, but he fizzled out probably a lot earlier than a lot of other guys do. And he had a pretty bad drop-off right towards the end of his career. Yeah. I mean, looking at where he's ranked, I think it's I think it's fair anyway. I mean, Carl, Carl Malone's interesting how high he is despite no championships and no, yeah, obviously and, no finals MVPs. That's interesting. Yeah, that, that's the all-time points. That's all-time rebounds kind of playing a big factor in there. If you take those out, he's much lower. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think, like I said, you have to account for those sorts of things. He he played for a very long time, and he was very, very good for a very long time, even if he didn't win a championship. Yeah, maybe that maybe Carl's an example of where the longevity sort of helps his case too much in uh, too much, in yeah. the in the goat conversation, but maybe not. Yeah, so I mean, those five. But what I was looking for was those five bonus guys didn't break into the top six, and the top six is in the order with the right intervals between them. And that's exactly what I wanted. So with that, I'm happy to say that I'm okay with the formula. I think it works. And all that's left to do is to plug LeBron into the formula uh, to make sure it works. Uh, Sorry, to see where he ends up. Yeah, right. Okay, let's do it. I'm excited to see where he ends up. Okay, so we're going to pretend he just announced his retirement after 17 years in the league. Obviously, he hasn't. Um, So plugging him in, plugging in all his metrics, his championships, everything. His final GOAT score is 16.71, which is good for second all-time behind Michael Jordan. So Michael Jordan had 19.03, LeBron 16.71, so there's a big jump. And then he's better than Kareem at 16.03, which makes a lot of sense, actually. It's it's sort of, 
it's sort of perfect, isn't it? Like, yeah, where he's ended up. I mean, arguably that gap between MJ and LeBron, what does it end up being? Over two, over two and a half points, is it? Uh, just under two and a half points. Just yeah. under two and a half points. I think maybe you could argue that's a bit, a bit big. But I think I mean second, is, it works fine. You know, second place is perfect. I think, and uh, the gap is sort of whatever you take from that. But I think it's. I think that's pretty good, Ramiz. This this formula is working pretty well. All right. So the thing is, I did put I put in a hypothetical situation because LeBron obviously has a few more years left in the league. So I put in a hypothetical situation to see how he ends up as the goat, and it's not easy, but it's possible. So uh, <laughs> one pathway he could do it through this metric is, uh, let's say he plays three more years, he has to win one MVP award, three championships, three Finals MVPs. Uh, Make three all-star teams, one all-NBA first team, two all-NBA third teams, and move up into top five all-time in assists. So some of those will happen. He's probably going to make another all-NBA first team. He'll probably make three all-star games. He'll move into top five all-time in assists. He might make two more all-NBA teams, but it's the MVP, the three championships, and the three finals MVPs, which I'm concerned he very much won't achieve. Uh the three championships is in the next it's three years. It's a lot. I mean, but over a, uh, a this is assuming it's it's over after three years. So, I mean, which a lot of people think it won't be, including me. I think he's got more than three years left in the tank at a at a very high level. Um, but I mean, that's the a lot. Is- that's a lot to make up those those goat points. Those goat the issue is also if he plays more than three years, the amount he has to achieve also gets bigger because remember we're adjusting for time. Oh, uh, true. So MJ played fifteen years and won six championships. So LeBron needs to play. If he plays twenty years, he needs to win seven championships. If he plays more than twenty years, he might need to go up to eight even. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah okay. So, so that's a. Uh quite a hill for LeBron to climb there. Where is I mean, he? So so you said fifth, or he has to move into top five all-time assists. Where is he yeah, currently? Like seventh, I want to say. I think he might so, get there in like the next two years, I want to say. Okay, that's interesting. But so, um, yeah, yeah the championships, that's a, that's a <laughs> it's, lot. It's a, <laughs> it is a tough ask. It is very much a tough ask. But if I do, if I do put in the defensive player of the year and make that worth less, you know, it's easier for LeBron then because Defensive player of the year is currently only affecting Michael Jordan's score. If I took that out, he might even drop to like 17 sort of thing. Okay. So, so that's sort or, of giving you... No, he wouldn't, he wouldn't drop a full point. He'd drop maybe like 0.8, I would I want to say. Okay. Well, I mean... Yeah, sort of... The, go, the DPOY side of Jordan's case is sort of a last resort for a lot of... Yeah. MJ people, I'd imagine <laughs> they're not they're not leading the charge of the of their case with the eighty nine defensive player of the year award or eighty seven or whatever year it was. But um, yeah, I th- it, that definitely makes it more achievable for LeBron. But I don't think it's really. Tell you what, uh, give me what what number do you think I should put on the defense defensive player of the year? I can make that change right now. Okay, looking at where you've got it, I don't know if I. Uh, so to make it easier for you, assuming I don't change finals MVP. Yeah, preferably. Um, I think DPOY 
is probably like a six and a half or seven. Okay, let's go a seven. Go a seven. What that does to his score. It lowers it by point two. <laughs> oh. Okay, so he's still on nineteen. He's still at eighteen point eight. Um, eighteen point eight. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So by my metric, it's possible for LeBron to be go. Like it is possible. I mean, you know, you could argue he should have won MVP this year. You could argue he should have won MVP like five or six more times in his career, really. Yeah, so yeah. nothing says nothing says he won't win it next year. Um, in fact. I'd kind of be rooting for him to win it next year, now that I think that, about it. That'd be pretty... He'd be the oldest MVP ever, surely. I think so. Oh, maybe Kareem was. I'm not sure. But, um... Another... Okay, so another interesting thing I think you could maybe put in here. Um, listening to to Bill Simmons sort of discuss this, he, um, he took into account MVP finishes. So not just wins but also second and third place finishes okay. and i wonder and lebron came out pretty favorably in that sort of due to longevity and just sort of all time you know second third place finishes that he that he that he gets over the years i wonder how much if we weighted those i guess they'd be less than first teams probably more than defensive first teams I guess. Less than first team. If he was second in MVP, surely. Yeah, okay. So that's a first team anyway. But, uh, I mean, uh, I wonder how much that changes the scores, I guess. Mm. I mean, that's something something you have to sit down and look. But obviously, Kareem and MJ also have a lot of second and third place finishes. But I I think, from, from what I remember from what Bill Simmons had, I think LeBron came out on top, I think. Was it overall marginal thing or like very? It was close, but it was close between <clears throat> uh, MJ, Kareem, and LeBron. Yeah, and that doesn't really do anything all that much. Uh, I yeah, mean, if uh, it, true. If it's a very slight difference, sure. I mean, that probably means he doesn't have to win three championships and three finals MVPs. Maybe just... <laughs> actually, no. It it still would be the 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 amount of points that finals MVP finals MVP gets. He might need to win two championships and three finals MVPs. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just an idea, but so um, now one one cool thing about this metric, I think, is I can just kind of plug in any kind of high level players in here that I want, and it it spits out a number. It doesn't obviously the the less high level you get, the the lower the number goes, obviously. But I plugged in a few extra guys because I was curious as to what this metric would say between. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki and Kevin Garnett. Who do you okay. consider better? Um, probably KG. Yeah, I guess. And the oh. metric agrees with you by a pretty wide margin, actually. Um, is it the, is it the defensive teams that gets them over the? It is the defensive stuff. It very much is. Yeah, um, I mean, so he's got a he's got a DPOY. He's got a numerous more defensive teams than Dirk would have had. Yeah, because um, Dirk's got zero, but you know, um, all NBA, all NBA teams, Dirk actually has the edge slightly, but it, it really is the all defensive stuff. Like Kevin Garnett made twelve all defensive teams uh, in his career. Kev, uh, Dirk made zero. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. What and, What are their final scores? So, uh, Dirk's was a 
5.52, which again, that's kind of my issue with this metric is it does kind of fall apart the lower you get because I don't know if I would have him that much further down from Oscar Robertson. Like Oscar Robertson finished with a 6.8. Um, yeah. So there's a pretty big gap there. And then Kevin Garner actually finished with a 7.7 or a 7.8 almost. Um, okay. Is significantly higher than Oscar Robertson, which again, I'm not sure about. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Oscar's another guy affected by that. That um, uh, the decade uh multiplier, yeah, yeah, yeah. So his original score before adjusting for it, Oscar Robertson's was just a flat eight, like no decimals, just eight, eight, right? (laughs) Um, what he fall down to was six point eight, a six point eight, yeah. So it took a fair hit there, but um, yeah, I mean, Dirk and KG is sort of neck and neck in sort of viewing that all time case despite the defensive differences between them yeah um and i decided to throw one more for you i threw in dwayne wade yeah perfect uh, where is the end not sure not sure you want to hear it it, it would be great just because yeah never got an mvp um, not a lot of only one final MVP. yeah um uh, he ended up with a final score of 3.34 oh wow that does seem low it does seem low. Yeah. Like I said, guess it yeah. falls apart the lower you get. It's like when you don't have MVPs in that like this is really a way to kind of pass through like guys who had four or five MVPs, fifteen all NBA selection sort of things. When you get yeah. down to no MVPs, eight sort of all NBA selections, it, it does kind of tend to fall apart a bit. But Yeah. I mean that I, I even that even seems fair, I guess, now that I actually look at it. He's not sort of he's sort of uh fringe top 20 guy i guess all time um sort of anywhere from anywhere from 15 to 25 i think wade falls in for a lot of people yeah so that seems that seems fair that's cool yeah i mean it's the mvp it's the mvp that really kills it let, let me see what if i add an mvp to him just just for the sake of it just Where's for the walls he ends up at a uh 4.3 so uh, an increase, but yeah, yeah. So still significantly lower than Dirk, who is currently the lowest, um, other than Dwayne Wade of the guys that I tested at least. Um, but yeah, I could I could throw a few more players in there over time. Uh, I won't do it right now, obviously, because I need to go through um, their Wikipedia <laughs> and basketball reference pages to find all their accolades. the The goal is to actually automate it, but I have no idea how I would do that. I would need to, like. <laughs> I would need to make a bot, which I don't know how to do, that would um, scrape the data from their basketball reference or Wikipedia pages and then automatically insert it into the formula. Not sure I could do that. Yeah, <laughs> any, any, any IT fans out there? Zero coding experience. <laughs> but the real question would be is, is where does Tyler Hero end up in these all-time rankings? Is he... uh, he'll be at a solid zero. It'd be top ten by the end of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I just heard a song called Tyler Hero. It was from a pretty yeah. good guy. Uh, yeah, Jack Harlow. It's new. Jack Harlow. Uh, it. Uh, new Tyler Hero song. <laughs> haven't heard. Haven't heard it it's yet. Just on YouTube trending. Yeah, I mean, it's the name recognition, you know. I didn't love it. It was okay. It was okay. I haven't heard. I haven't heard it yet. I'll have to l- give it a listen. Yeah. <laughs> Right, well, we have now proved that MJ is still the GOAT and LeBron is not using this one formula with many issues. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we all know maths is how subject 
sub- subjective subjects are, are you know. That's what it comes. That's what yeah. Yeah. I mean, we now have a metric that measures fan perception of a player weirdly, and I feel like it does line up pretty well for the most part. It's pretty good, Ramiz. I have to commend you on this. This is pretty good. Thank you. It took it took a while. I was <laughs> if you read through the script, it doesn't make any sense because I wrote it at like two AM, I would say. <laughs> the only other thing I would say actually is looking at it again, championships probably need more waiting. So yeah, I don't know okay. if you want I don't know if you want to figure that out now. Oh it'd probably be Gosh, it'd probably be more than a first team though, wouldn't it, Ramiz? I mean, feel free to bounce back at me here. But, oh, like I said, it was it was in combination with the finals MVP that really did it. For me. That really does it for guys. The re- the reason I um, put championships so low is because of Bill Russell. Actually, um, it was really really skewing Bill oh, Russell's results. Fair because That's he fair. won eleven championship in thirteen years. Um, I needed to make it a lot lower because he didn't win finals MVP every time there either. How many did he win? He won six or seven. Um, he won five. <laughs> I screwed up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I didn't realize that he didn't win five finals MVPs because finals MVP didn't exist back then. It was five regular season MVPs. Whoops. Um, does it skew the results that much? Not really, because it still works for everyone else. It's just kind of Bill Russell that suffers from it, really. And I'm not. I don't care about that, honestly. Like. Yeah, Bill Russell suffers a bit from it, but Kareem's still the right spot. Wilt is still the right spot. Um, Magic, Tim Duncan, everyone else is still the right spot. It's just Bill Russell. So that's that's my bad. That's that's wrong on my behalf. I apologize. I did, however, find a study uh, that I've put in the link. I've put the link in the description of this episode um, that says he probably would have just won five. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna claim that I'm gonna say he would have won five. So I'm gonna say my formula still works. If you have a problem with that, sorry. Wow. Yeah, so five Damn. out of eleven. Yeah, I mean it was skewing his results way too much. Um to the point where he was significantly above Kareem. Like no pretty much no matter what I did with the metrics, MJ was always on top. But then it was like Kareem and Bill Russell kept on getting swift, uh, switched. Magic and Wilt kept getting switched. And that's why I had to adjust for error. That's what actually fixed that for me. Uh, because Bill Russell was well above Kareem and Magic was, uh, Wilt was well above Magic. And then when I adjusted for error, it actually made a lot more sense. Yeah, right. Well, I think, it, I think it's telling that no matter what you do, MJ comes out on top. He does. So... He does. I think that's very telling. Basically nothing I could do, really, except lowering <laughs> everything to zero except for championships, in which case that's not the GOAT conversation. That is literally who has more championships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, have to, I have to keep mentioning remains. This is really well done. Is this what you expected? I, I have a feeling you were expecting something different. <laughs> uh, not. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest. I, this is sort of in the vein I was expecting. I was expecting a lot of math, a lot of stats. For stat stuff, we'll have to come up with a creative name for this for this sort of topic. But um, no, this is this is this is what this is what I needed. This is not what I was expecting, but this is what I needed. Remains. See, I was feeling there wasn't enough stats because I'm just looking at accolades and not really numbers as much. Oh, I mean, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, stats aren't really, I guess, brought up that much. Seeing as just 
the guys that are goats have been around for so long. They're all top five in everything, pretty much anyway. Yeah. Uh yeah, so that's about it on that. It was it was quite the study. Uh, <laughs> thank you, trip to IGA for giving me the idea. <laughs> More trips to IGA are on the way. Oh, <laughs> people think some people think of the shit, right? I think on the way to IGA. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Um, go ahead, sir. No, uh, hey, I was just trying to say. Um... If guys want to let us know what else Remiz needs to figure out for us, or best defender of all time, any sort of any sort of rankings that Remiz needs to figure out, let us know. How would I do best defender? Jeez. <laughs> I was I, right. for, some, for some reason I was thinking about that this morning, but anyway. Best defender. How would you measure that other than with defensive accolades? Um, you could do. Oh well, if you wanted to do stats, I mean that'd be the perfect the perfect like, list for stats, like. Plus, plus minus, and yeah, plus minus, and defensive rating, and all that sort of stuff. Possessions defended. Yeah, exactly. Um, opponent field goal percentage. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, don't put ideas in my head. I, I, I was gonna say that's your next challenge. <laughs> I should. I should not be spending this much time on this. <laughs> We're all glad you did. Uh, right. Uh, so, yeah. any other comments, questions, anything? No, I think that's it. Remiz, you've done well. All right, thank you. All right, so if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you thought about the, you know, the, the formula, um, the goat formula, as, as I'm calling it. Um, check us out. Check us out on all our social medias at statstuffers or stat underscore stuffers on Instagram. I might I might clean up that script and maybe post it somewhere so people can actually like look through the numbers. Post the Excel spreadsheet as well somewhere, maybe. Um, chuck it up on the Twitter. Um, Perfect. Yeah, so follow us on Facebook at StatSuffers as well. You can email us at statsuffers 5 Leave us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Other than that, thank you for joining us. Peace.